Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Heather. Hi, Heather. Hey, Becky. Um, so I am so excited. You and I are on our way down the road to all things mafia and dark. I am so ready for this month. I'm really excited. Well, I'm hoping that really you and I can continue us on for at least the first couple months mm-hmm. of 2023. Um, mm-hmm. Because to be honest, we don't review a ton of dark or a ton of mafia. And I think that in all honesty, you and I are the ones that read it the most. Yeah. And I feel like a lot, maybe it's just the people I follow. But I feel like a lot of people that I follow are really big into dark and especially mafia. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Rise of the King by Bella Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, this is book one in her King, Restless King series. And it's a little different, but we'll get into that in our review. Um, Mm -hmm. Heather, will you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? I will. Forevers don't exist when you're on the run. Amelia cannot get attached, not to the town or the people in it, and definitely not to the tall, dark, and handsome mafia prince who sweet talks his way past her carefully built walls. When you put yourself through that, knowing it'll all be ripped away when you leave, and she will have to leave. This life isn't hers to keep. Sam calls her Snow, like the fairy tale princess, but her life is far from a fairy tale. Even a prince can't change that. For Sam Beneventi, there's a difference between his family and the family. He's been raised to raised to one day take control of the family, putting that above all else. Strength and power are all that matter. Weakness is not an option. It's an excuse. And Sam never makes excuses until his future walks into his life and blows it up with one single bullet. When the lost princess stumbles into this mafia princess city, all bets are off. And Amelia is all he sees. To keep her safe, it's time for Sam to take control and to take the throne. To wear the crown, it's time for the rise of the king. So this book released December 9th, 2021. Uh, Tropes, Mafia, Hidden Identity, Friends to Lovers. Mm -hmm. It classifies in our foodie romance because she owns a bakery. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of small town because it Mm -hmm. is a small town outside Philadelphia. And I can't tell if they're trying to tell us that it's like, a neighborhood within Philadelphia, but the way the author describes it, the way that it breaks down, she's trying to go for small town vibes. Yeah. I feel like it's a small suburb, like outside of Philadelphia, but they're not like real far outside of Philadelphia. They're not. And that's something, you know, we didn't talk about it much in our trope talk that we did on small towns, but that's kind of something that can either make or break a romance for me. Mm-hmm. You're trying to give me small town vibes, but in essence, we're just in a neighborhood. Or, you know, it's it's like saying, oh, it's a small town romance, but it takes place in the Upper East Side of Manhattan. There's like some million people that live in that 
quarter <laughs> of eight blocks or whatever. So I think that sometimes the authors want that small town vibe with the convenient big city, the conveniences Amenities. of a big city. Mm-hmm. So it can it can make or break a story. I don't think that it added or took anything away from this story. No, I don't think so either. At all. Um, this is book one in the Restless King series. It is a spinoff from another series. This is my first time reading this author, so I have not read the previous series. Same. This was my first dive into it. Um, it is book one. It is a standalone, but I actually think that this is interconnected standalone to the previous series. And we'll get into why I say that, because... As I went looking, because I don't read blurbs. We all know it's me. Um, I went looking at book two and three in this series. And I felt like this story would have benefited from being later in the series. Mm. Just because the pages were kind of crowded. And I didn't know some of the players or the backstory. Because there's... So the prologue is two years. It starts two years to Mm -hmm. chapter one. And they have a very interesting meet-cute. Their meet-cute is very awesome. So uh, the heroine is, her name is Amelia, or Snow. She is headed over to her friend's house, and they're going to go to take her friend's little brother and her friend to her friend's fiance's um uh pro football game. Yes. And when she gets in there, the uh there is a man holding a gun with two other guys. A, right. Or was it a woman? I think it was a woman. But was it a woman? Somebody was holding the, a gun. Yep. And she walks in, grabs her gun she carries on her at all times. And shoots the person, shoots the stalker. Correct. And I guess we get, so I guess we get the details of the prologue in the best friend's book. Because that's a big turning point in their story. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. So I felt like we kind of get this snapshot in the prologue but we don't get a ton of background we don't get a ton of details we don't understand why although it goes to explain because prologue one so i guess this is prologue two with the shooting prologue one has us snippets of her as a little girl learning how to shoot from her mother yes and that really comes to play i think the information I have a feeling like the information in prologue one is very important to Amelia's story. And it sounds like prologue two is very um, influential in Belle's, which is her best friend's Belle is a ballerina story. Yeah. And it, it felt like the author took snapshots from other things and then tried to weave them into a story and it created a little bit of fracturing right in the beginning. Yeah. Cause then 
it's like two years later is when the book starts. So she meets Sam, who is the hero in the story. She meets Sam that night of the incident at Belle's house. Um, and Sam is like, who the who is this chick? Because I'm like head over heels. <laughs> right. Because in that kitchen where the shooting happens was Belle and then Sam and his brother. Mm-hmm. And so it was. So that's the prologue. That's the meet cue. But that's not really the meat yeah. of the story. Nope. Um, I will say put out percentages of 54%. So there was a little bit of slow burn. There was a lot of world building. Even though this is a spinoff from a previous story. There was a lot of world building as to who Sam is. As a mm-hmm. character in this book. That kind of creates the slow burn because you don't get a ton of time in that first 50% of these two on page together. Right. So also I want to say um, the audiobook narrators oh, yeah. are uh, Jason Clark and Aaron Mallon. So I did listen to the book or I did listen to the audiobook. The book is in Kindle Unlimited too. And I think the audio can whisper sync for seven forty nine. Yep. If you have Kindle uh, Unlimited. Yes. So. So. Uh, Sam. Go how ahead. do okay? Tell us how did Jason and Aaron do as the audio narrators? I think really well. I mean, I think it's no secret I'm a big fan of both of them. Uh, Jason Clark's voice is very um, great, and he does like that Italian mobster kind of thing very well. And I feel like um, Aaron Mallon has like a soft voice. And I feel like, although Amelia is very tough, she is also very kind um, in just her character traits. So I think they both did a really great job. Well, and I think that Amelia's character, she's a very guarded character because she is in hiding. Um, Her mother, it comes out that Amelia was in witness protection and didn't know she was in witness protection. Right. And her mother has died. And things have happened. And she is forced to flee. And she's living under an identity that was not her original identity. It was provided for her. Yes. By her, like, almost like a god, like her godfather, somebody who raised her, helped her mom raise yeah. her. And she returned to Croydon Hills because that's where her mom grew up or spent um, a good chunk of time and always spoke fondly of it. So she returned to Croydon Hills as a way to feel closer to her mom. Yeah. Um, So this is a Friends to Lovers, and we know Friends to Lovers can be a little hard for me at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think because these are not longtime friends... And there's some backstory we don't really necessarily see a lot. For two years, they've just been friends, building this friendship. And there is sexual tension between the two of them. But it's mm-hmm. a situation where she knows she's going to have to leave, so she's not making connections. And his life is kind of in a situation where things are changing and things are in motion for him to take his place as the heir apparent of the family. Um, So they don't pursue a 
physical sexual relationship. It's more the flirting friendship. So friends mm-hmm. to lovers, friends. This is a friends to lovers I can handle. It made yeah, sense. I think it's done well. It made sense that they kept that wall. Yeah, and I think Sam, um, he is slated to take over for the mafia in uh, the Philadelphia area. And I think it's one of those things where he really cares about Amelia and really, like, loves her. But he also knows that his life is kind of cruel. And he doesn't really want to drag her into it. And he does, like his brother isn't even in the family he works really hard so his brother doesn't have to be involved in that side of things yeah and for sam himself his father at the beginning of chapter one his father is ill there are some health Mm -hmm. issues so the speed in which he's going to be taking over the family is kind of moving forward and it is only he has an uncle and his grandmother who really are the knowledge of the family outside of his father. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, his brother is in college pursuing a athletic career and is not interested in, he has said, I don't want to be in the mob. Um, so I think that that keeps Sam back, but Sam, Sam is a protector and he's one of our mm-hmm. unconventional protectors because he knows that he's attracted to Amelia, but he can't, at this time, it's just not right. He just can't do that relationship. But so he has his crew visit the bakery and he watches her. There. <laughs> well, he watches her without watching her. And his second command, and I didn't write his name down. Dean. Dean has this habit of flirting with Amelia's staff girls Mm-hmm. sleeping with them and then leaving them heartbroken and they quit. So she has to hire more people. <laughs> so it was so funny in the book when she's constantly like, Dean, please don't sleep with her. I am not your Tinder. <laughs> yes. This is not my, like your own little matchmaking hookup site. She is very funny. And she is like very stubborn. Like, she is very, very, like, her and Sam, like, dance around this attraction they have to each other because they're both so guarded and closed off. And But she's real closed off. Like, Sam is ready to give in, and girl is like, mm-mm. You know, it's like she has, like, a go bit. Like, she is just, like, she doesn't want to complicate her life She because it's going to hurt when she has to leave. Yeah. She... She acts like she's protecting others, but in essence, she's really protecting herself as much as she mm-hmm. is others. Because those connections, if she has to run in the middle of the night, it's going to hurt to break off. So she's not very open or honest or forthcoming with who she is and why she always has one foot out the door. But she absolutely has one foot out the door. For sure. For sure. Um. So in this story, chapter one is two years later and then it's like two months later by chapter four and then it's like two weeks later by chapter three there was a lot of timeline jumps Mm -hmm. and so we were told things as a reader versus shown things 
Um, and at times it created things that I felt were blurry and fractured. Um, and I also felt like they told us too much. It didn't, it wasn't necessarily information I needed to keep Amelia and Sam tethered together. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I just think the timelining jumping, it just, it made for the reading experience to be a little fractured. And then a lot happened at like one time and like in a very quick, um, like all of a sudden it was like shit literally hit the fan and it was like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, and it was, which was kind of exciting in a way because you're like, it kind of kept you guessing because there are things that happen and you don't know who's and who the players are and it kind of kept you guessing. So in that essence, it was kind of but fun I think to that figure I, it out. I wanted all those exciting things. Mm-hmm. So it made the non-exciting mundane parts kind of longer and feel overly wordy. So it just kind of created a little bit of like, it wasn't pacing because the pacing of the story was fine. It was just the time jumping created some fracturing in the, you know, consistency of storytelling. Um, It's not a bad thing. It just was something that as I was reading it, I was like, okay, what next? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to dinner and just she's making cupcakes. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what's the next thing? Like, I need the next action. Um. So, and then we talked about this and we were breaking down tropes, but Sam's brother's name is Sebastian and his story runs congruent with this book because there are a lot of little things that are hinted at in Mm -hmm. this book that are not resolved. However, they are resolved in Sebastian's book. So as a standalone, and that's a different book from a different series, as a standalone... This is a situation where it either should have been a book four in the previous series or, you know, I don't know. It just didn't launch a series. Yeah, it's very interconnected. So there's like, it feels like there's, well, there are. There are two, when you think about Croydon Hills, there are two like big families and they are friends and their lives overlap. So one is the Kingstons and then the other is the is Sam's family. Oh my God. Why can't it? Bella Beneventis. They're like, they're both big deals for separate reasons. Um, and they, the Kingston's have like a crap ton of people. Um, and so they all kind of overlap. They do. So if we're going to be honest, I don't think this story stands alone. No, because you well, really want the rest of, you want to know more about well, what's happening. And Kingston. she crowds a lot of characters and hints at a lot of stories on the pages that make it difficult to stay engaged. Because I didn't get some resolution. Sebastian has a um, arranged marriage, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want it. He's in love with somebody else. And we know that Things have to go down and things have to happen. And Sam is handling that so that Sebastian can get out of the arranged marriage. But it was confusing because at the end of the day, those things didn't play a part in Sam and Amelia being together. Right. 
they we it was talked about a little bit um because it you know i think sam had a lot of like irons in the fire um and sebastian's arranged marriage was one of it and it was like kind of put on his plate from his dad so there was a lot of irons there so this is a mafia romance this Uh is not a intense mafia read it is very light and i will say i was unsure of what type of book the author wanted to write was this mafia was this family or was this sports romance because and and this is kind of spoilery and i'm not going to spoil it but there's a piece that Amelia plays that could make this his, I, you know, we talk about, is this a Christmas movie? Does the holidays play a part? I feel like Sam could have been a billionaire running a big multifaceted billionaire company. He didn't have to be in the mafia. You didn't get the whole, yeah, he had Dean, but he didn't have like underground stuff there wasn't the dark you expect with mafia it it was a little more like my blue heaven mafia if you've seen that movie from the 80s i have not there were a few i mean there was some gore but he was real i feel like he didn't really share the inner workings of mafia does that make sense yeah he didn't like we didn't get the angst there's an inherent amount of angst that comes with mafia romances we didn't get that we didn't get the perceived danger amelia had some perceived danger because she was trying to hide her identity it wasn't as much there with sam and then when they enter in these other pieces of the family and the other families around and all these other characters you start to see so this series this book the next two books in this series have nothing to do with the mafia at all. They are not mafia oh. romances. Book the these three books are Sam and his two best friends. The fighter, St. Julian, I think is his last name, is the next book. The guy that owns the gym when he's at the gym. Okay, yeah. And then the third book, and Scarlet Kingston is the heroine in book two. And the third book is the oldest Kingston brother, Max. So it's the three heads of family Oh, in this series, which is why I'm like, it's not really mafia. <laughs> it's, it's more a family series or a group of friends. Like he could have been anything. Yeah. So the next book isn't Dean. No, no. Or Marco. No. Marco is another, his, her bodyguard or whatever. Yeah. No, they don't go into the mafia aspect of it which again made for a little bit more of a fractured reading experience didn't quite hit the expectations i had going in it was very well written Mm -hmm. there were no grammatical errors character consistencies where characters were really well developed just some of the storyline issues created some plot holes for me i really liked the characters a lot i um I like that he was like super protective, but he also, um, I don't want to say gave her, um, allowed her to be who she was without, um, 
like micromanaging her, I guess is the yeah, word. Yeah, he wasn't a controlling. Typically, mafia heroes are very uh-huh. controlling. She, he was not. He was no. not. He, I mean, he just kind of, um, and I think it comes because they were friends and they like were very well. They knew each other. Um, I do love the role that um, Sam's grandma, his Nona, played. Um, I think she was an amazing character, and I every time she was on the page, I'm like. <laughs> She's not. I just wish we had more of yeah. her because I think she was great. She's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is there anything else you want us to know about this book? No, I just, I mean, I really liked it. I think, um, I think you're right. If you, you know, if you aren't sure you like Mafia or you are like, mm, I kind of like a really good family series and maybe I'm kind of thinking about dabbling into Mafia or, you know, because there's a little bit of darkness. Um, this would be a great book to read. Yeah, this is on the lighter side. There isn't the con. There is some violence on page, but it's very small amounts. This is very much great for, um, uh, like if you have a lot of content warnings to dark romance and you're not sure, this is a great place to go. For sure. Um, so I agree with that. If you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email to thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. Heather, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Anytime. Always happy to talk books with you. (laughs) Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.